And it's time for another episode of the Hillbillies in the Holler podcast with your hosts, Boo Boo, Biggins, Buford, and goodness knows who else. Y'all pull up a chair and set a spell. And welcome back to glorious downtown Boogertown. I'm Buford. I'm Boo Boo. Yes, that makes me Beulah Dean. And you're back with another episode long. of the Hillbillies in the Holler podcast. Yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably still be Beulah tomorrow. Yeah, now y'all got quiet. You did sound check and you said loud and then y'all both go, in. <clears throat> you got to talk. We're talking amongst ourselves. Well, I know, but there's people out there listening. It's called a microphone. That's right. You talk into this can and the feller will give you $5. Oh, brother, we're out <laughs> Well, we're talking into the can here in Boogertown today, but me and Beulah Dean just got home from vacation, and boy, did we have a good time. Where'd you go? Uh, we um, went, we flew from here to Orlando, Florida, and uh, Sassy picked us up at the airport and took us to the, uh, well, first we went to eat at Tijuana Flats, and we got to spend some time with the grandbaby, and then we went to the Amtrak station and took Amtrak to Savannah, so we started that's train. Yeah, we started our morning here in, in uh, Boogertown, and we ended the night at about one thirty in the morning in Savannah, Georgia. You really want to go there? That was a fun adventure. Oh, yes. Hey, look, train travel is all about the experience. You know, it's it's not about the destination, and that's a good thing because we spent five hours 40 miles from our destination. Oh, that's so close you could have walked. You almost could have. We thought about it a couple of times, or at least I did. <laughs> They wouldn't have let us off the train because the other trains kept barreling by at 9,000 miles an hour. That's the worst part when you're stuck and other people are going by. <laughs> is that like the, that Amtrak, is that kind of like, uh, do, do they rent it like a cruise ship? No, no, it's more like a, a commuter airplane, but there is a nice, um, uh, there's a nice little diner where you can get food. And okay. the food is actually... I told Beulah Dean, it's cheaper than what you pay at a ballpark. Oh, really? It's really yeah. good food, and too. It was, it was good. Now, you can, on the longer trips, you can get a sleeper car. And uh, so, in that way, it is kind of like a, a cruise ship. You can sleep on there. And the 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 uh, they got bedrooms, and then they got, like, just bunks. The bedrooms actually have a private bathroom and shower and everything. So, if you're going cross-country, which I'd really love to do one day, I want to go on the Empire Builder, which goes all the way across uh, from... Uh, from uh, Chicago to Seattle. It takes a couple of days going over the Rockies. I'd love to do that and have a sleeper car, but this one, we were just sitting in coach. And on the tracks for a long time. And on the tracks. And on in coach for on the tracks. Y'all seen the news about all these derailments? There have been like three trains derailed in the last month. Well, and what it was, there was they said there was debris on the track. But see, those tracks, people are running up and down them all the Meanwhile, time. Meanwhile. <laughs> yeah, somebody's running up and down them all the time, which means that what, and they somebody said it was a cinder block, which means somebody did that on purpose. Yep. They put that out there, and then we had to wait because apparently our train hit it and it damaged the engine. Oh, okay. So they had to, we had two engines on the train, so they had to swap them and take it up to a siding and pull it off and get the other one on so that, and they had to send out people from Amtrak, so they probably had to come 40 miles from Savannah yeah. to double-check everything and make sure it was all safe. We're in the middle of nowhere, too, so I don't know how they even got there. Why but, couldn't they just put a penny on the track? I know, just flatten <laughs> it out be done with it. But the worst part of it was... 
for the last two hours, the power was out, except for the emergency lighting, and the toilets weren't flushing. Well, that ain't good. And we were sitting right by the restrooms. And so people would go in, and then they'd come out and go, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) And then... they didn't need to go in. Well, about 10 or 15 minutes later, they'd come back and go, well, I I, I mean, I just 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 got got to... Every time they came out, they'd go, ooh. ooh. ooh people would shudder. <laughs> so me and Butadine, I told Butadine, I'd just soon go in my pants as go in there if I had to. I wasn't going to do it. So, but Bull when the, did last night. But when the, <laughs> but when the, when the, when the train finally got running again, the, uh, when the bull, when the, uh, when the train finally got running again, the conductor had to go in there because I was sitting where I could see what she was doing. She had to go in there with a stick. And push everything down because it was like an airport. I mean, an airplane toilet where it goes <laughs> and sucks everything down. So she had to go in and job everything down with a stick. It, job everything down. Yeah, it was. It Let's was, just say that's just kind of gross. She earned her money. Grab that and then go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say those Amtrak workers work harder than just about anybody I've ever seen. They did do a great job, and I have to give uh, Amtrak their props. They, um, in, in you know, I called. Customer service. We joked about it. it was there was a bunch of people on that. No plunger. There was a bunch of people <laughs> on that train that were really mad. Now me and Beulah Dean, she was irritated, but we were mainly rolling with the punches and kind of laughing about the whole situation. I mean, all you can do is say this time tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Yep, we did exactly, and so we were laughing about it. And and uh, but th- that that next morning when we woke up at the hotel, we were talking about how bad a day the customer service person at Amtrak was going to have on the phones that day when all them people got off and get, got to calling. I told her, I said, I just want another thing. <laughs> yeah. I said, I just want to call and go. So how's your day? <laughs> They're all lined up like it. But I waited about a week. I waited about a week and then I called and said, Hey, we were on this train and, and I gave them the reservation number and I'm sure they Pulled it up and went, oh, yeah, that one. Oh, that one. <laughs> but they, they gave me a voucher for future travel. He was very nice. They, I was, they were, yeah, I was yes. very nice to him. There's no need being ugly to that girl. She didn't put the cinder block on yeah. the track. and um, she. Uh, but they gave us a credit for future travel. And Beulah Dean said, well, that's great. Where are you and Boo Boo going? Because I'm not getting back on one of them trains. <laughs> See how far that ticket will take you, and I'll pick you up in my car. It'll be the last one of Clarksville. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> the last train. I'll meet you at the station. That's right, because she, she ain't going to be on that train I'll with me. I'll meet you at airplane. What was it we said the other day? He said, describe hillbillies and a holler. And he said, we take a blender. We put the monkeys TV show in there along with Monty Python and some hee-haw. And then hit what? Frappe. Frappe. Oh, that's perfect. I like that. That's us. I've never heard that before, but that does make sense. Speaking of Monty Python, I watched that video you was talking about with uh, John Cleese talking about his mother. <laughs> Is that not great? Uh, get this guy I know can come down and kill you. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no I've no, got no. a party that weekend. <laughs> i got a party that weekend, but the next one. She's, he said she was just a little bit down for over 50 years. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit down. They sound like they have the... They had a good relationship. That was awesome, yeah. And he said, and she died finally (laughs) at 101. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) Well, what's funny, it reminded me of the old bit that they used to do um, where uh, they were uh, undertakers. And uh, John Cleese came in and said, my mother has just died. And uh, I I wonder what we should do. And the guy said, well, we could burn her, bury her, or dump her. He said, dump her? Yeah, in the river. What? He goes, oh, did you like her? (laughs) Oh, yes. uh, oh, goes, well, oh no, then we, we won't dump her. We won't dump her. <laughs> <laughs> so you liked her. I like that. 
That's, you know what that reminds me of? What? <laughs> Ray. Well, congratulations, or my condolences, whichever's appropriate. Yeah, when he several told, episodes back when that guy <laughs> told him his father died. And all you heard him say was, congratulations. And I looked at Ray, and then he called himself, he said, or condolences. Whichever's appropriate. Whichever's Did appropriate. Did you like him? Did you like him? Well, then we won't dump Did him. Did you like him? <laughs> really? So anyway, but the, that first leg of the trip uh, was a little uh, dicey. We had... Plan to get into Savannah at 7 o'clock and go have some dinner, get checked into the hotel, have a nice night's sleep. Because we had to be back on the train the next morning at like 8 o'clock so, uh, or 7.30. So, and after the experience we'd had getting on the train in Orlando, we knew that it could be kind of you know, hectic. And we had to get bags checked. And they closed the baggage check in Orlando like an hour and a half before the train took we, off. We were the last people, we were to, the get last our, people to get our bags bag. checked. And everybody else is like, what? And they're having to carry their bags oh. with them on the train. And yeah. Oh. So we really wanted to get there early. So after getting to bed, we laid down our heads at 1.20 in the morning. We had to wake up at 5.30 to get ready. And it was a crappy little hotel. <laughs> crappy little room. And you ever you ever get one of them hotel bathrooms where it feels like the, the tub's made of, of snot? It's just slipping and sliding. Ugh. And I thought I was going to fall down and kill myself. Brace you have yourself. To wedge, you have to wedge your feet in just right. Brace yourself in the tub. But anyway, so we got to back to the train station and got on that train. And that one took us to Philadelphia. And that was a 14-hour trip. But it was all moving. We got to stop and get off in New York. I mean, in uh, Washington, D.C. for a little while and walk around Union Station. And uh, then we uh, got to Philadelphia just in time to go to bed that night. But and then we spent uh, the next day and night in Philly. Wish we'd spent a couple of days there. Then we took another Amtrak train to New York City. And we spent three nights there. And then we flew home. That was once we got into New York, we were now, done with were the. Were you with like a travel thing? You know, we're like safety first kind of thing, or you just on your own, just trekking it out there by yourself. On our D- own. Yeah, just on our own. Now we did, uh, and people probably listening go, "Man, that sounds like an awful expensive trip." Well, there's a few little secrets, and we'll get right back to that after a word from our sponsor, BigfootSearchGear.com. Do you walk through the forest with an eye open for the unknown? Do you believe that Bigfoot is out there, somewhere? He may be hiding, but you don't have to. Let the world know you believe. Visit BigfootSearchGear.com for the largest collection of apparel and gifts for Bigfoot enthusiasts. Bigfoot t-shirts, hats, stickers, signs, and keychains as well as Sasquatch hot sauce. It'll make you howl like a Yeti. Go to BigfootSearchGear.com and enter promo code HILLBILLIES at checkout for 10% off. Free shipping to anywhere in the U.S. on orders over $25. BigfootSearchGear.com And we're back. The first key to keeping this trip uh, affordable was theft no (laughs) (laughs) flying alley giant oh yeah alley giant alley giant flies out of knoxville uh yeah some of y'all pronounce it allegiant but we call it alley giant but anyway um alley giant flies out of here and goes down to florida for little or nothing i mean it's like 40 dollars a person yeah it's cheap and then flying back from newark new jersey is about 50 dollars each so that was 
we spent less than a hundred dollars for our plane tickets on this trip. And the trip, the, the, uh, the most expensive part was the trip from Savannah to Philadelphia, which was a couple hundred dollars, but they ended up giving me that back as a voucher. Um, the trip from Philadelphia to New York was only like $22 and that was for both of our so tickets. So what you say is wait a week and brag on them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll give so, you but, uh, it was, so it wasn't really expensive and, and we, uh, we economized where we could. We're both trying to lose weight. So we've been ordering most of the time. We just order one meal and split it. Yep, yeah. We're that and couple. That, that, yeah, we're that couple. <laughs> we're that couple now. So I remember the joke about the old couple sitting in McDonald's. Guy said, I saw this old couple in McDonald's. They were in their 90s. And they had just one little cheeseburger. And the old oh, yeah. man <laughs> cut it in half. And he's yeah. eating. And the old lady said, I said, ma'am, would you let me buy you? No, we share everything. Well, why are you waiting? Well, I'm waiting on the teeth. <laughs> we share everything. We share everything. I'm waiting for him to be done with the teeth. <laughs> you wouldn't share teeth with me, Beulah Dean. No, I share a lot with you, but no. I Not have you. to draw the line at the teeth. <laughs> I won't even share a toothbrush. That's <laughs> true. That's true. We got guys that won't even use a toothbrush. This is true. <laughs> But we, uh, well, no reason for it. <laughs> I dropped his toothbrush accidentally in the sink, and we had to get a whole new toothbrush because he just it was tainted then. Well, now it was a sink in a hotel. If it had been here at home, I might have trusted it, but you never know. You don't know what people's doing in them sinks, exactly. I said, she don't said, you, she said, she said, you don't have any more faith in humanity than that. Oh, I, I don't. said, no, ma'am, I no, do not. Have <laughs> people going to potty on them sinks, and yeah. They, Doing their laundry in them it, sinks. Washing their socks. Washing their Gilbert socks Gilbert Godfrey used to wash his socks and underwear in the, in the sink at the hotel every night. I used to wash uh, uh, the dress shirts and everything and scrub the collars and hang it over a lamp mm-hmm. so it would dry. And, be, and not be wrinkled because yeah. it hung over that lamp. Yeah. yeah. I have done that too. <laughs> hung things up in the bathroom, turned that shower just hot as I can, let that steam it. it yeah. Yep. And then take my hands and rub it down. Now, the hotel we had in Philadelphia, we start, stayed at the CQ uh, Club Quarters uh, at Rittenhouse Square. And it was a tiny room, but it was very comfortable. And their shower Uh-oh. had enough water pressure to strip the paint off the house Did you love it oh son it just i mean it was the most relaxing just it was so the water pressure was so high that it was sucking the um, shower curtain into you kept i kept having to push the shower curtain down because it was like <laughs> sucking in, air into the into the shower but it was very satisfying we took two showers a day ever built that whoever built that <laughs> Toilet, that's a multi-purpose <laughs> shower. Yeah, boy, I'm, yeah. I'd be a lot of fun working at Home Depot. What you looking for? You looking for a? Are you looking for a? Looking more for a boing boing boing. Oh, no, I'm that's over in hardware. People ought to shoot something like that. <laughs> go in there and borrow their vest or something. You know. You could you could just go and ask a salesman for? what you need. I need a. <laughs> I'm looking for a. Oh yeah, we're out of them. Well, do you have any? Do you of have the, the model number on it? No, no. That's pretty funny. Do you have the one that does this? Does it make the other noise? <laughs> but um, anyway, we ate uh, at a really cool thing, and this is a. Now we've already got the episode out on our YouTube channel about the first leg of the trip, and by the time this episode comes out, we should have the Philadelphia episode out. This for the travel video. for our travel videos we've been doing on the YouTube channel, straight out of Boogertown. And uh, but we had a wonderful Italian meal at this really nice uh, restaurant that I still can't say the name of. 
but the 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 guy that waited on us uh, was our our bartender. We sat at the bar and ate, and he uh, uh, he was a he was a nice nice guy, and he, was he very nice from Rome. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> Did you hear the way she said, "Very nice, very, very nice." nice. Hey, he, any ladies out there? When you watch the video, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, anyway, but he was a funny guy, and he had we had a good time with him, and and uh, he uh, played along with the the video. I gave him some lines to do, and it's very funny. And uh, then we uh, had a really nice breakfast the next morning at a kitchen, um, which well. That that caused a whole little uh, uh, Abbott and Costello moment. Oh, really? What happened? <laughs> going to a kitchen. Well, all restaurants got a kitchen. No, we're going to a kitchen. Well, yeah, that place got a kitchen, but I don't want macaroni and cheese for breakfast. Well, honey, we're going to a kitchen. Oh, you mean it's called a kitchen? That's the name of the place. But uh, it was very good. You need to go back and talk had... about the Reading Street Terminal. Oh yeah, we went to yeah we went to Reading uh, Reading Terminal Market, which is like this huge indoor market been there since the 1890s oh, and wow. they got all kinds of vendors they got produce and meat and fish and stuff but they also have a lot of restaurants in there and we ate at the amish uh, this amish restaurant called the dutch eating place and i had some real philadelphia scrapple which was great and okay what's that scrapples uh it's a uh, kind of like sausage they take all the leftover parts and grind it up but then they mix it with cornmeal and bake it into a loaf and then you you slice that loaf and fry it and so it's like a breakfast meatloaf. It's it's like a yeah, it's like a mix of uh, meatloaf and grits. Sounds like it'd be like an apple dessert. But so basically, it's everything else that you don't use. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like Getta that we ate that came out of uh, Cincinnati, but Getta's made with oats. Mm. The Scrapple's made with cornmeal. But uh, I heard so, you got some cheese carrots the other day. I did from Wisconsin. Yeah, we had some fans back on the bus that uh, brought us some cheese curds and some prune juice. Yeah, wasn't that nice of them? <laughs> yeah, that was great. Let them fight it out. Eat, eat a bag of cheese curds, drink a bottle of prune juice, let Here them wins. fight it out. That's how the West was won. <laughs> That's what the preacher said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so it, but we got these blueberry pancakes, and man, I mean, they had blueberries in them as big as the end of your thumb. They were huge blueberries and um, great fried taters. But now I ate a sandwich at the Reading Terminal Market for lunch, which I had heard all about for years. Everybody talks about the Philly cheesesteak, but yeah. apparently people from Philadelphia will tell you that, oh, no, that's not the sandwich. You want this pork sandwich from Denick's, which is in the Reading Terminal Market. And it's pork, roasted pork, and uh, provolone cheese, and broccoli rob, which is a kind of broccoli, but it's longer, thinner, and it's kind of bitter tasting like collard greens. Oh. And it's been voted, apparently, the best sandwich in America by several different people, and I've seen it on the Food Channel several times. So I really wanted to try it. And it was good. Yeah. But it was not the best sandwich I have ever had, even in Philadelphia. So, I mean, it was to me, it was a lot of hype. But Bill Bob Hamill said the secret to the sandwich is the bread. Yeah. Well, the bread was good. Like I said, everything, like I told Beulah Dane at the time, I said, if somebody said to me, hey, I bought you lunch here, I would eat another one. Yeah. But I'm not going to go out of my way. It just wasn't that great. Right. Uh, next time I go, I will be getting a cheesesteak. Cheesesteak. I did. I did. That made me think of old Bob. Yeah. Is that a Philadelphia thing? Tasty yeah. Cakes? Well, they're here now, but you can get them a lot of places. But yeah, they're but originally. He was the cake crusader, tasty cakes. He... Was he from Philadelphia? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and he worked for their uh, their marketing department as the cake crusader, and he yeah. was this superhero, and he had a little dumpy, a little dummy whose uh, name was uh, Crimpet, who which is one of their cakes. Yeah. 
And uh, so it was the Cake Crusader and Crimpit. And uh, they... Uh, Back then, Bob looked like a, a, a Dom DeLuise, a young Dom DeLuise. Yeah. 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 So and him in, in tights and everything, it was very funny. And one time he had a big delivery truck, this big old bakery truck that had the uh, Tasty Cake all over it. This, this actually happened in San Diego because he had moved to San Diego to promote Tasty Cake there. <clears throat> and he parked it and got out and the the uh, he had not set the brake. And that truck started running down the road. And here comes the Cape Crusader running, <laughs> running down the street, Cape flying, headed over and jumped on that bus and stopped it. <laughs> oh, I wish we had that on video. Oh, people thought he was uh, shooting a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> this looks like a job for the Cape Crusader. Fear not, little cakes. <laughs> you, can, you can Google and find pictures of him on, uh, online. As the Cake Crusader, Bob Hamill, rest his soul. He was a good friend, and we sure do miss him. Yeah, and he he almost died a few years before he died because he went to Philadelphia to visit, and he brought home a bunch of uh, pretzels for all of us down here. And, the dry and they were packed in dry ice. Yeah, and he didn't have a lid on. His it. car was so oh, well no. sealed that he had a Chrysler 300, and it was so airtight that he almost passed out. He realized he was going, and he pulled over and rolled the windows down. But yeah. It over almost overcame him. Wow! From the dry ice getting in that car, but well, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, CoffeeAndSugar.com. And today's episode is brought to you by CoffeeAndSugar.com. That's K-A-W-F-E-E-A-N-D-S-U-G-A-R. CoffeeAndSugar.com, home of Granny's Hillbilly Coffee, some of the best coffee you'll ever drink. If you use promo code HOLLER at checkout, you'll save 15% off orders of $29 or more. Visit coffeeandsugar.com and tell them the hillbillies in the holler sent you. And we're back. And that goes great with Tasty Cakes. Yes, it there does. You know. Speaking of Tasty Cakes, Good yeah. segue there. This show was not brought to you by Tasty Cake, but they're pretty tasty. And they're cake. So... What could be wrong with that? Well, I don't know. So we got two more episodes of the show coming out that are going to be about New York City and uh, New York City. Yeah, that's what Beulah Dean kept saying, <laughs> New York City. But we uh, uh, we ought to have some kind of orthopedic shoe company or something be the sponsors of that because <laughs> you did some walking, son. We did some walking. Do you have a thing to check your steps? Yes, I had my, my iPhone's got a pedometer in it, so it tells me how many steps I take. And the uh, the one day we did fifteen thousand plus steps by the end of the day. Wow! I was and and worst part of it was we'd already walked twelve thousand. That's why I sent you a text and said, "Guess who's eating whatever he wants tonight?" Because you always say if you eat more than twelve thousand steps, you can. If you walk more than twelve thousand, yeah, you, you can, can eat, eat whatever anything. you want. Well, I said I'm eating anything I want tonight. Well, we made reservations at a German restaurant, and uh, we it was a three block walk from our hotel to this restaurant and i pulled up uber to see how much it would be and it was twenty dollars and i said no we're walking it so we walked we had reservations we had plenty of time to get there we get there and there's 25 stairs going up to this restaurant we just walked a mile to get there it's like oh just wanted to cry i did i have a question so i heard this whole twelve thousand step thing several times on this trip so is this a scientific founded thing or is this just a boo-boo thing i want to say i read that somewhere but i don't know um 
I'll take credit for it. <laughs> he tells it on the bus all the time because he tells the story about the Berman. about Berman walking with him and Berman, he's he's got a pedometer and they get done walking. He says, "I did ten thousand steps." Now, Berman, keep in mind, Berman's walked every step I have, right. smoking a cigarette with, in cowboy boots, drinking a cup of coffee. And I would come up to the hotel room and pull that pedometer out, and I go twelve thousand three hundred twenty-one steps. And Berman goes, "Huh? Ain't no telling how many I walked." <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Good old Berman. Love him. We got to have him on the show more. Have you ever more. done a, a Berman episode where you just talk Berman stories? Well, we yeah, yeah. last week. Because apparently yeah. there's lots of Berman stories. Oh, there's stories. lots of them. As Obviously. you guys can tell, Beulah Dean don't listen to the show all the time. <laughs> I hear it. I hear it when you're recording it. I don't have to hear it when it's finished. Yeah, we had two Berman episodes in a row. Actually, three, because we did one on the phone, and then we did two in the studio. He's been on the last three episodes mm-hmm. of the show. We did one early on at the table, Biggins and Berman. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, Lord. I, maybe uh, I need to go back and listen to that one. Oh, yeah. Biggins and Berman. I'm telling you, that's two forces of nature. That's like a hurricane and a typhoon all at once. Oh, but anyway, we um, so we had a great time. We walked a ton, and uh, the and the German restaurant was good. But I'm gonna tell you, when I say I've never been anywhere louder, I mean I have Ooh. I have never been anywhere louder. Which they couldn't control that, but what they could control was the techno music they were playing. I told. Beulah Dean, I said, I have been to many beer houses in Germany, which is what this was trying to be. It was like a Hofbrau house kind of thing. Right. I said, this is exactly style-wise, atmosphere, the tables, everything is authentic. The food was very authentic, but they they didn't have doom, 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 techno music blaring. Or no. None of those sound effects. No. <laughs> but uh, we have, uh, uh, but we, we did have a good meal and... Uh, you know, and I drank a big old liter of beer, um, and then we hobbled back to the hotel. Tell, tell, Boo Boo about the guy you met that was trying to sell us the book. And oh, what a neat story that was! I wished I had spent a minute and talked to the guy, and I'm going to order the book uh, probably before I get that last New York episode out. The morning we're leaving New York, um, our boy Judd loves. Um, uh, New York bagels. So we went to this bagel shop around the corner from our hotel. We were there when they opened, got right. us some breakfast, and we bought a, a baker's dozen of donuts to bring home. I mean, of uh, bagels. bagels to bring home. And while we're sitting there in the cafe seating out on the street, this old man walks up, and we've been panhandled, man, 10,000 times while we were in New York and Philadelphia, especially in New York, by, you know, all kinds of people cussing you yeah. or trying to be nice and trying to give you flowers that they picked out of a a flower bed and you know all kinds of stuff and and i wish i had a hundred dollars to give every one of them but i just don't right so but this old man walked up and he's got a walker and it's one of those that you can sit down on that's got the little seat you know yeah and that's got a little storage compartment in it he opens it up and reaches in and pulls out a book and shows it to me and it's dog-eared and weather-worn and everything and beulah dean thought he was gonna try to sell it to us well he was <laughs> on amazon he said, this is my book of poetry. If you want to just go to Amazon and look, here's the name of the book. And he said, you look it up and, and get a copy. These are my poems. And he put it back in the thing and he went in and got him a cup of coffee and came back out and left. And I said, well, have a good day. And he, you know, we t- just chatted just a little bit. Yeah. After he went around the corner, I got on Amazon and looked him up. And then I started reading about this guy, and, and the, the reviews were like, I can't believe this man is, is homeless, living on the streets of New York. He's such a wonderful poet. These poems are incredible. So I'm going to order a copy of the book and read it before I do the final episode. 
but I want to go back to New York and find him. I know what bagel shop he goes to. I want to sit and talk with him. He's apparently there's, there's videos online where people have sat and talked with him and interviewed him and stuff. And he's probably 85 years old and homeless and homeless. And he's written this book and it's only $15. You have to wonder when you say homeless person, everybody has a story. How often do you get to hear this story? Yeah. And the story actually matched. I thought he had just taken the book from somebody and was trying to sell you the book. But it was him. Shop. So the moral of the story is if he quit writing them poems and get a job. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't like every other homeless person he, he we'd didn't. seen. Though. I think he just yeah. might be living in disarray somewhere. He yeah, just, he I, I'd, he was, I'd really like to know more. He yeah. wasn't dirty. Well, he could have been living with a roommate or somebody else, but considered himself homeless because yeah. well, it wasn't his. And, and I'm, yeah, and I'm definitely yeah. going to buy a copy of his book because... That's I'll pay for a good story, and that's a real good story. Yeah. And if he gets the money from me buying his book, you know, even better. You've yeah. been hit by panhandle, panhandled by someone who wants you to give him credit, basically. Yeah, yeah. We had a guy ask us for a nickel, but this guy didn't ask us for anything other than to buy a book Just go, Amazon. go on Amazon and buy my book. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll do that, yes. you know. Well, and it's like, um, um, oh, where was it? I got, <clears throat> I got panhandled, and I, oh, I know what it was. It was in New York City. It's been years ago. But uh, I was walking through, uh, I think it was just north of Little Italy, and um, I was with a buddy of mine. My buddy's back behind me, and he's smoking a cigarette, and he wasn't walking with me because I don't smoke anymore. Haven't in 27 years. So he's walking a few steps behind me, and he sees this guy come up and start walking with me. And he starts walking beside me. And he said, the, the, the the man that was walking beside me said, say my man. Would you like to make a contribution to the United Negro Pastrami Sandwich Foundation? Because a pastrami sandwich is a terrible thing to waste. And I died laughing and I gave him 10 bucks. I said, I will pay for a show, son. That was great. That was hysterical. Bless his heart. I hope he enjoyed the sandwich. (laughs) Well, you know that um, marijuana is legal in New York. So there was a guy that had a sign that said, ain't gonna lie, need money for weed. Like he was was honest with it. Yeah. We saw two uh, ladies uh, outside of a strip club smoking uh, left-handed cigarettes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, gear. just they, yeah, they were taking a break and outside getting, getting <laughs> toked Times up. Square, right in Times Square, Square. toked up. And apparently they were having, uh, they were having auditions. I asked Beulah Dane. I said they might let you work Tuesday afternoons, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, but anyway, we sure do appreciate y'all. Tuning in, go check out our shows on our YouTube channel. Look up Hillbillies in the Holler. We got a lot of stuff here in East Tennessee, but we got this four part piece that's coming out about the trip me and Beulah Dean went on. And we got some other stuff. We're going to be going to uh, Brushy Mountain State Prison pretty soon. Visit Biggins. We got an, ep- <laughs> we got an episode. Not in, not in this. Not we, we got an episode about the. He'll, uh, about the uh, Redneck Comedy Bus that we're getting ready to put out, which if you would like to come and ride with us, go to theRedneckBus.com mm-hmm. to get tickets. Wonder if please, do you do you know that guy where somebody listening out there might want to buy that book? Um, yeah, well, I tell you what, I can look it up again real quick while we're talking because there's somebody out there that likes poetry and likes that story. And well, if we get him a bunch of people to help him out, wouldn't that be awesome? It was, it was fascinating that, that I mean, you have to wonder about every other homeless person that. That panhandled, did they have a story like that? Well, I mean, I wouldn't think he's mentally ill. No. You know. I think he just, I mean, he's eccentric, maybe. His name mm-hmm. is Richard Weissman. Richard Weissman. Weissman, W-E-I-S-S-M-A-N. And the book is called Drinking Living Water, a book of poems. And it's available on Amazon for $15 in paperback. So y'all it's go got, out there and buy that book for that feller. Yeah. It's got a 4.8 star rating with 94 reviews. So... 
yeah, definitely go check that out. And and if I get back to New York so, uh, soon, I'm going to try to find him so I can sit and talk with him. Maybe we'll make a video about that. So follow us on social media. Go check out our website, uh, hillbillysintheholler.us, for merchandise. And come and see us on the Redneck Bus, theRedneckBus.com. They can share our episodes. That's yes. Thing. You can send it in a text or... Put it on Facebook. All that stuff. and Share uh, it with your friends. If you if, enjoy it, your friends might too. A few weeks ago, we were notified by Spotify. We didn't think anybody's out there listening to us. We just thought we were talking in this can. But they say in the millions of podcasts, Hillbillies and Holler in the top 10 in the world. Top 10%. The top 10% in yep. the world. That's crazy. Isn't it? Isn't it crazy? Guys, maybe I should listen to this more. I know. You should. We might be in Everybody the top should. 9%. Maybe I'll see if I can bust you up to the top 9. How about that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bust you up. That's it. Well, we sure do appreciate y'all being with us, and we hope you'll come back next week and listen again. So in the meantime, oh, by the way, uh, Gator, if you're listening. Howie Mandel. He's still doing fine. So in the meantime, I'm Buford. I'm Boo-Boo. Still Beulah Dean. Y'all be good to each other. You've been listening to the Hillbillies and the Holler podcast. Come back next week for a whole lot more fun right here in downtown Boogertown.